everyone. Welcome to Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. Whoosh. How's work going for you these days? What's the state of the union in our psychological lives? It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. It's been a year of COVID-related I think issues. we're, I'm seeing a lot more problems with isolation and people are getting, people are done. Yep. Even just the way you're speaking very slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, that's the general tenor of things. Well, I had a call from a, a mother the other day asking me if I could uh, either evaluate her or maybe even start to see her teenage daughter who reported to the school that she was suicidal because of the isolation. And mm-hmm. we're just seeing more and more and more of this and we're hearing more and more of this. And um, yeah, I'm certainly done. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've hit a wall. Yeah. I, I do feel that as well. I struggle. You know, I struggle almost every day. Some days are okay. You yeah. know, it ebbs and flows sure. and I have a fair amount of fair amount of mental health, generally speaking, and a fair yeah. amount, and a fair amount of coping strategies in place. And I think so, a lot of people do. And to, so to say, you know, this is where people are. We yeah. didn't start this way a year ago. No, no. I mean, we're depleted. And so even though I have those things in place and I have a pretty good support system and, mm-hmm. um, I have friends and a good job and all those kinds of things. It feels like it just feels like some days are that walking, pushing a stone uphill or walking through mud or any of the metaphors that people use for dysthymia or depression Mm -hmm. where things just feel a little bit harder Mm -hmm. than they do uh, on average. And so it's feeling like that. Um, my workplace is actually, when we're recording this, my workplace is actually going back to in-person yeah, requiring people to go back into the office. And there are mixed feelings about that, of course, but, um, we have had the, because we are frontline mental health, we've had the availability of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I am vaccinated mm-hmm. and, um, most of the staff, those who, you know, because it was voluntary to get vaccinated, almost everybody I come in contact with chose to get vaccinated and to be part of the solution, which mm-hmm. I think is important. I yeah, personally I, think that's important. I feel, I feel good that it's done. <laughs> yeah. Kathy got vaccinated too. <laughs> um, it was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe it would be useful to tell ex- our experience. Um, we had different experiences, so maybe it would be useful to share that yeah. with people who, because I, I imagine a lot of our listeners have not had the availability of that just yet because they're not doing the work we're doing. Um, my experience was that my, you know, work had the availability of the vaccine, so you go through a system, you make an appointment. I truck myself down to a county building where they were, you know, our, our county, our contracts are with the county, uh, county mental health. And so went down to a parking lot actually, and, you know, parked in the slot I was given at my appointed time and a nurse with a little roll away cart came up to my window and explained 
everything. And then she went away and then another nurse came up and with her little cart and, um, inter- administered the vaccine to me in my own car in a parking lot. Hmm. Uh, both of us wearing masks, et cetera. And I'm in this part of this parking lot outside of a county building and everyone is like lined up next to each other. And they're sort of triaging people into parking spaces based on their like appointment time and all that. So my experience after that was that my arm hurt like a son of a bitch for two days. And my arm, I don't, I don't, normally have any kind of reaction to injections. I get regular flu shots. I get injections. I'm not afraid of needles. Um, so like my arm hurt so bad that like I couldn't lay on my side, like Mm -hmm. to sleep. And that's just not average for me. Other than that, I had no other symptoms. So then mine was the Moderna vaccine. So 28 days later I go back for the second vaccine. Um, this time it was in a tent. <laughs> we got out of our cars, went into a tent, sat in a chair, you know, a little bit different. <clears throat> Very quick process. The first shot I waited for a really long time and they were behind. But by the time they had got, you know, by the time it was the second vaccine, they you can tell they had already they gotten like a system down. So sat in the tent and answered the questions and got a shot. And then they had you wait 15 minutes to see if you had a reaction. So you just sort Mm -hmm. of sit in this area and then came home again. My arm hurt, but for like less than 24 hours this time. Mm -hmm. But this time I also had um, very mild. I, I mean, I have a really high pain threshold as well. So please take that into consideration. But I, but I had mild uh, aches and pains in my shoulders, neck, um, head. I felt a little like woozy for like a tw- little less than 24 hours, like that day and part of the next day morning. Mm-hmm. I just felt off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't had the flu in so long that I had no idea if that's what it felt like, if that's what the yeah. flu feels like. But I had, uh, and I was weary and I'm I'm a pretty energetic person. I don't I don't take naps. I don't get tired during the day. Um, so yeah, I just felt off. Mm-hmm. And then it passed. All my symptoms that time, the second one, all my symptoms resolved within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my experience. Kathy had a different. Experience. I I would have paid for that experience. Um, and I, I'm going to tell my story, and it's much more dramatic than Shannon's. But I also want to preface it by. It all ends up being okay. <laughs> um, so she didn't die. She's here talking yeah, to us. <laughs> but I did have a, a, a much different experience, and everyone reacts to this differently. So um, the first shot, I did Moderna as well. Um, I went through county, ended up in a big line, but it moves. They're really good at you know mm-hmm. at that. So Shannon kind of already described the way that it works. Uh, and then um, for the second shot, I received like a text a couple days before and they actually got me on the exact day that made it 28 days that I needed to be there. So I was, I was happy about that. I wasn't sure if they were going to, it was going to be a complete mess, but they, they came through. Um, the first shot initially didn't bother me at all. Um, then about a week later I found a little lymph node went to the doctor and she said, listen, this is, and this is coming up for a lot of women and this could last four to six weeks after the second shot. You mean it was swollen? Uh, it was swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's honestly, it's still there a little bit. And she was saying that it could just because what what's happening and the, the mechanism of this, not to go into too much detail is our bodies think we're fighting something and fighting something that we've never had in our body before. So when I went in, I'm like, what is, she's like, it's just a lymph node. <laughs> 
note. It's on the side. And she goes on. And I go, why is it still there? She goes, honestly, Kathy could be there till the end of March, beginning of April, because now you're about to get your second shot. Yeah, like, and, take a breath. <laughs> and, and your body's, you know, it's it's so long story short, if you're a woman and you feel that clearly go to the doctor, but this is, this is coming up quite a bit and we're starting to see more articles on well, and it. I, so. And I don't want to rush through that. I think it's yeah. really important that you hear what Kathy's doctor said, which is that, um, this is happening in a lot of women is having this enlarged thing. And also if you're going to get mammograms, Ma- like they were saying, yeah. you know, if you're if you go to get a mammogram to make sure that you let them know that because they're they're suggesting that women do not get a mammogram six months before six months out of the shot because women are you know they're lighting up like Christmas board like Christmas lights on these boards and and my GYN had even said she goes I've these poor patients are calling me and I've had to say you're okay but this information is is now slowly sorting starting to unroll and you'll see that there's. Um, a lot of articles now saying that the COVID-19 vaccine can mimic symptoms of breast cancer. So, so that's really important. Very important. And, and I'm not trying to be an alarmist or because it's it's all OK. You know, it's, a mim- it's mimicking, it's mimicking it. Yeah. Um, so you'll find swollen lymph nodes or you'll find. And and so, yeah, this little son of a bitch is sticking around for a little while because my body's still if you think about it, the body, the shot works through the body for about three weeks and then you get the second one. Yeah. And so the body's like, what are we holding? on to what are we letting go of right and then uh seven days after my shot then i got swelling yeah and so so then i have to call my other doctor and i go what is going on and he's like seven days yeah it's kind of late that's called a hypersensitivity delayed reaction of course sorry i'm just laughing and i'm like of course i get all this weird shit i don't get flu symptoms i get all this weird shit you know if you know kathy at all it's just it's it's hilarious in hindsight yeah. So anyway, I, I, call, I call him up and and he says, it's actually not histamine. It's a buildup of T cells. And so I just took some Zyrtec and some steroid cream and it went down in, in like a day and a half. And then that was that for the first shot. And then I'm like, good God, am I going to grow like a kangaroo pouch and a third eye with the second shot? Because yeah, okay. the second one was a bit of a thing. So the second shot I went in, I'm like, well, here, here there she blows. I don't know what's about to happen. So um, the second shot was what? I got what most people expect to get, which is I actually didn't get a lot of, of swell. I mean, knock on wood, only about nine days out, according to my arm, it could still blow up. But I didn't, I got a sore arm, but it, uh, it didn't get to that swelling like it did the first time. Um, well, that's good. And then starting that evening, so my shot was at nine o'clock in the morning, starting around eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock at night, I started to feel chills. I was still able to sleep. I wasn't uncomfortable, but I'm like, "Ah, something's coming on. I get up the next morning and at first I think I'm totally fine. I take the dogs down. I'm like a little nauseous, but I'm okay. I go back to bed and, and then my roommate comes in and she goes, do you want me to, to, to feed all the dogs and stuff? I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that great, but I'll feed Gertie, my cat. So I get up to think I can feed her. And all of a sudden I see spots. Um, I have to go to go sit down because I'm getting what's happening is you get really dehydrated. So one thing to know is like your glucose levels go up, you get really dehydrated. So um, anyone can get like really affected by that. And I'm a healthy person. So you're sitting basically what's happening is your immune system just goes into full charge. And all of a sudden my mouth is super dry. So she brought up a cold compress and water and then that went away. But when I stood up, it was like somebody had poured a 
bucket of water, I was drenched in sweat. Mm. By the time I walked to my bed, which was like 10 seconds away, I was absolutely freezing cold, headache, body ache. But I will say this, about six hours later, it was almost gone. This is what some peers at work have told me, is Mm -hmm. that they had um, more extreme symptoms than I did but that they resolved within the first 24 hours. Absolutely. And by the time I went to bed, all I had left was a little bit of a headache and my body aches weren't even as bad. A couple of friends who got it the same day and they're like, Oh my God, my body's pounding. I'm like, mine's not. I'm just going from hot to cold. Um, My headache was, I went to sleep with a little bit of a headache by 12 o'clock the next day. I was like, I woke up just a little weak. And by noon that next day I was totally fine. So it like literally comes in smacks you like a little bitch (laughs) and then it's out. But it's uh, it's anything from like Shannon saying that fatigue to, but it's not even a full on flu because you're not really sick. No, like even so, even my um, what I would characterize as mild symptoms, it was like it wasn't full blown in any way. In fact, the aches and pains that I felt in my shoulders and neck and stuff is like stuff I feel <laughs> kind of regularly right now anyway, well, yeah. because being on computers so much. So for those first couple Yours of hours, more like tension. Yeah. More yeah. the first couple of hours I was like, Oh, I just slept wrong or I just felt poopy, you yeah. know? But then when it like, usually that stuff for me resolved, like I'll take a shower and I'll do some stretches and I'm fine Mm -hmm. and I don't have the pain, but this didn't do that. And I also felt like I just, uh, that, um, just that feeling of feeling off, just a little bit dissociated, like a cloudy head or just, I was weary. My associate said that. My associate said that she goes, I feel like I can't speak. Like she didn't have any of the symptoms I did. She had a little fatigue, but she was like, I go to speak and it's like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Good thing we weren't recording that day. I'm like, did your shot come with a stroke? Like what's going on? (laughs) Good thing we weren't recording that day or I would have been like, (laughs) over to you, Kathy. (laughs) You got really weird. Although our, our uh, interview with uh, Juliet Landau in several weeks, you had, you were just coming off the shot that day. I was, I was, who knows what I said. Who knows? (laughs) But anyway, it's, (laughs) it's, it's worth it. You go through a little bit of discomfort, but I promise you it, it, um, for us, it, that that's if I'm a hypochondriac and I get th- I can get through it, well, you get those were it. our experiences. You know, hopefully, I know people are having worse and less worse experiences. So yeah. hopefully, it just helps you to hear two more anecdotal. <laughs> and we both got Moderna. I know people, uh, family members who got Pfizer with no symptoms at all. So yeah, I have no idea. Now I there's another one coming out too. Now so the Johnson Johnson Johnson. Johnson. I would have waited for that. It's one shot. I know. Well, they're going to perfect it, but we're, you know, we're, well, I was travel. I'm traveling. That's why I, I wanted to get mine out well, of the way too. Yeah. I'm working and going back to the office. Me so too. it's like, uh, being in the office for me is like, you know, a lot of people. So yeah. it just makes, it just made sense. Plus it was available to me. And honestly, so many people can't get it that there's just for me personally, there's no way I was going to say no when other people are desperate to get it. I'm like, no, I'm going to be part of the solution. The only way we're getting here is, but that's my um, political point of view. (laughs) Me too. And I see clients um, in the office that don't have the luxury, whether exactly trauma or whatever, that they don't want to talk from home. And so, you know, we're doing our part. Absolutely. There it is. So to turn on a dime, we're going to do some horror facts with Carol. Yeah. Yeah, baby. That was horror facts with Kath. Thanks for clarifying. Number one, mm-hmm. the special effects budget of this film was 50000 
<laughs> Number two. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of funny. Okay. I mean, I, I, I intentionally gave you all this, these crazy facts that you may or may not get, but just because yeah. they're funny. Okay. The sound effects of the creatures were made by using dental drills. <laughs> Number three. In one scene, a girl is seen reading Moby Dick, which is relevant to the storyline. <laughs> Number four. Universal Studios attempted to sue, calling it a spoof on Jaws until Spielberg said, I love it. <laughs> And number five, <laughs> the creature was done by attaching a rubber puppet to sticks. Oh, I don't know why, but I, I, I'm, what's coming to mind is the movie Tremors. No, it's Piranha. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to the sticks, I'm like, it's definitely not Tremors anymore, but that's just the movie that came to mind. Dental Drills. <laughs> That's a pretty bad movie too, right? The original? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the remake with Elizabeth Shue too. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I just love her. Oh, me too. That seems worth it. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll watch anything, so. Yeah. You will. You're in and you complete everything. <laughs> I try. Hannibal Rising, I had like 30 minutes left. I'm like, I can't. Shannon, I can't finish. That. <laughs> That's so fine. Bad. People, I, I yeah, I don't finish everything, but I also most things. But I also multitask. So you do. So it's not. I do like, too. I do, I it's did. not like I'm enraptured in something. When I think I'm, I was playing like a PC video game <laughs> yeah. when I was watching Animal Rising. I with the amount of media I consume, I have to multitask. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm pretty productive in my life. So there's no way I would get everything done if I. <laughs> and and when I say PC, I mean computer, not politically correct oh, video game. Hey, oh, just because people would probably be like, well, huh? What? Yeah, if you're not a gamer, you're not going to. Yeah. I wanted to mention that um, earlier this year, Netflix had released, you know, their planned content as as they do for 2021. And um, among them is a movie called Army of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just mention it, uh, that the release date is May, May 21st. I know we're only in the middle of March right now, but anticipated. So it's the original, it's an original story by Zack Snyder, who also directed the film, the film um, written by him, along with a couple of other guys, it stars uh, Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Ana de la Roguera, and a whole bunch of other people. I'm sorry, I'm not reading the 45 names that are listed here. Um, <laughs> a lot of people in this movie, so ensemble cast, um, and the, it asks the question, what do you get when you mix a bunch of mercenaries in Las Vegas during a zombie outbreak? While the outcome is still a mystery, it sounds like it might be a grave mistake. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. Um, it's just anticipated. So I wanted to mention the release date and the poster looks fun. I don't know. Might be one of those cool. ones that and we And what is watch. it called again? Army of the Dead. Okay. Excellent. So there, yeah, we did a buddy watch and that buddy watch is called mom, uh, standing for mothers of monsters, which is a found footage flick. And, uh, yeah, what to say, what to say. So it's a 2020 thriller. Uh, the description is this, a distraught woman suspects her teenage son is plotting a school shooting, but when he slips through the cracks of the system, she must take matters into her own hands. Ooh, this was heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
This was heavy. Like when it first started, I was like, this is going to be cheesy as hell. <laughs> yeah, um, could have been. Because the found footage stuff, I'm I'm not always a <clears throat> huge fan of either. Um, I think you and I, we watched this on the Discord, and so I think you and I both mentioned that we, we've seen this in our work, mm-hmm. you know, really conduct disordered, mm-hmm. you know, on the verge of antisocial personality disorder, psychopathy. Um, yeah, this teenagers. kid was a real jerk, basically, like at, at really acting out really um, mean and angry and vicious towards his mom. And That's- then every once in a while he will would have like a really sort of strange moment of yeah, some apology, kind of weird empathy or some shit. Yeah, that I never really bought. No, 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 no. Um, it this it was incredibly disturbing but i do think it was a a pretty good depiction yeah i think it was successful i think it was successful it was creepy and disturbing and odd and difficult to sit with and he was a jerk and you felt for her so yeah you feel for her even though she's she's bonkers and off the wall a bit too but i mean here's my thing though i mean she had OCD and all these weird yeah, things she, going on that played mm-hmm. a part. But I also think that was the manifestation of all of her depression and anxiety from having a son who was a psychopath. Yeah. The, the film is not the type of film where you get to the bottom of any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're witnessing, and I think this is appropriate in a found footage movie. It's like is, a shot in time. Yeah. What you're witnessing is like someone, the possibility of what someone else's reality could be. And, um, and of course, because it's a movie, well, not of course, I mean, some found footage movies actually don't manage to escalate the drama. That's one of my problems with a lot of found footage is like, it doesn't manage to tell the story and escalate the drama. It's just sort of like falls a little bit flat, but this one doesn't do that. It, it does manage to escalate the drama and they do get into predicaments together. And so I think that's why it kind of satisfies, um, you know, about halfway through it starts to go and go, go, go. And then your things are happening. And so that's, um, that's why it works. So I would recommend it. And I have been watching a lot of found footage lately and mm-hmm. kind of preparation of like maybe putting together some of my top found footage things. And that was my way of trying to like found, find found footage or at least the way into appreciating the genre because I do like with what we do in this podcast is I want to be able to appreciate every genre for like the cream of its crop kind of thing. And I think I can't do that unless I watch a ton of it, which you know, one last thing I'll say about this film too, though, is I think it's a, it's a, a pretty decent depiction of how poor psychological assessments and evaluations can be for adolescents and how he essentially, outsmarts the mental health system which is what um and then the mother is sort of left to handle all of this on her own because nobody's believing that there's anything wrong with him all the while like she's feeling gaslight gaslighted by the mental health system who's saying no he came in he did these set because you know he's he's a psychopath so he knows how to put on when he needs to and so she slowly goes insane because she has no support system. Mm-hmm. And even her own mother is like, oh, give him a break. He's a teenage boy. And she's like, mom, he just literally threw me up against the wall and pinned me. And, you know, but she loved her grandson and he's just, you know, being being a boy, you know, boys being boys kind of thing. I mean, I, I felt for the mom 
is as crazy as her character was like we see this all the time i mean uh, all the time every week there's some conversation about how you know some caregiver in my work is is desperate for help to deal with some behavior by yeah. the kid that they're taking care of and um one of the things that the the people in my department are very good at is not gaslighting anyone mm-hmm. and having that team of people. This is why mental health community based mental health, where people can go into homes and help families who are in trouble is so important in our country because there, this is a team of people going into your house, you know, at least twice a week that are, that are not gaslighting you, that are supporting you and believing you and helping you go through the system and attending court with you and doing all the things you need to do. And it's just so vital. Um, and so, yeah, watching this movie was really, um, it was really sad because she just, everyone was gaslighting her. No one was believing her. And I, and I get that as a function of the movie for the movie to progress and to be a good movie, you have to isolate her in that way. Cause that created the drama that ensues. But yeah, it was really painful to watch just knowing what we know. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what, what's a movie that what's another movie you watched while we were, adjourned? um, I watched a movie called the apparition. Okay. Came out in 2012, um, got really terrible reviews. However, I didn't think the storyline was that bad. I think the acting was horrific. Okay. Um, <laughs> That'll tank a movie. And Ashley Green, it was like she'd never acted in anything in her entire life. It was almost like... Oh, no. It cringeworthy her performance, and you don't really like her. I think you've mentioned her before. Well, I mean, she, you know, she's not. she's a Twilight girl, and I loved her in that role in Twilight. And um, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I I think that it it may have been partially how it was directed. Like towards the end, I think her acting gets better, but at the beginning, she's like this bubbly Karen, and I'm like, oh god, this is so bad. But anyway, the plot is it's a, a 2012 American German supernatural horror film. Written and directed by Todd Lincoln. Lincoln. It is his directorial debut, so there's that. The plot follows three college students who, after the death of their friend, must battle a supernatural force they summon themselves. So what ends up happening is um, in th- these kids conduct an experiment that they unleash something. La- the, later in the film, one of the kids that's there is in a relationship with Ashley Green, and they buy a house together and they move in together and this thing is still with him. Uh, and so they think something's going on in the house and all these strange things start to happen. So it's one of those films. I wasn't, I mean, I actually was entertained by like, it says it bombed at the box office yeah, I mean, and all the this stuff, but it's like, thing is really bad. it's really bad. And, and it's not the, it's certainly not the movie of the year, but like I was entertained by it. Yeah. It wasn't like a complete waste of your time. No, it was funny because one of the reviews that I just read, it was either on IMDb or prime or something. It said, when you look into this abyss, it yawns back at you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which it, is maybe accurate. I think that there's so here's <laughs> what you're saying. Here's true. This is true. Some of the critical response oh, overuse of jump scares, 100 percent poor acting, 100 <laughs> um, percent the bad plot. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a bad plot or it's just a plot that's been done so many times. Yep. That happens a lot in this genre. <laughs> so there isn't anything original about it. But, you know, if you just want to sit back and watch something simple, 
it's okay. Yeah, like put it on when you're doing other stuff. Exactly. Okay, that's fair. I um, I watched a thriller comedy from 2020 called I Care A Lot. Mm. And it's out on Netflix. A shady legal guardian lands in hot water when she tries to bilk a woman who has ties to a powerful gangster. So... <laughs> Rosamund Pike, um, Diane Weist. I love her. Peter Dinklage. Love him. Oh, I saw the preview for this. I almost watched this. Okay, so psychological thriller. I am not going to ruin this movie. I personally... hmm. So this is a lot of people... Oh, God. How do I even say this? Um... You don't like anyone, and that's pretty hard to take. So, again, I think I mentioned this in last week's episode. (coughs) Excuse me. If you're going to set up people as being a particular way for 45 minutes and then turn the tables with your fancy plot twists and all that, fine. But you cannot expect me... To then see them differently mm. when ah. nothing that you've shown me wants tells me to see them differently. Mm-hmm. So the first half of the movie, you're hating one person and you want them to die a miserable death. You're like, when is this person going to die? <laughs> because that's what we're waiting for in a horror movie. When the horrible person dies and we all go, yes, and we can act out our violent fantasies in a safe way. Right. <laughs> but no. The second half of the movie, I'm supposed to be rooting for this person now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? no. I, I yeah. No. I felt betrayed. Mm. It's not a bad movie. The performances by the people that I listed are very good. Um, it's no Gone Girl, you know. She was the one in Gone Girl, yep. and that mm-hmm. was that's an amazing story and an amazing and she's script and really an amazing good book. In that. Yeah, and she's really good in it. So it's not it's no it's not that. Peter Dinklage is awesome. I love Just him. watching him, his performance really nuanced. He's always good. Really happy to see him out after Game of Thrones, wanting him to like leave that behind and go forward and do all of these great movies that he's... I've seen him in a bunch of indie movies that are really good, and I want him... I want good things for him, because I think he's an excellent actor. He really um, is. Diane Weist has a fun part in it, I, I, but again, I wanted the plot to go in the direction that they tell us it's going to go for the first 45 minutes or so. And it does not. It goes in another way, and I'm expected to change my thoughts and feelings, mm. and I resented it, and I felt betrayed. I'm so sorry. So thank you. Appreciate it. Because it had so much potential. Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. I almost watched it. Um, I mean, you should. Whatever. You know, those, all the actors are really good, so. The other one I'll mention, which you've, I'm sure you've already seen, you may have even already talked about it on here before, is The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Jim Jarmusch, who I have like mixed feelings about his films. Me too. Um, but I je- when I like his films, I do like them. Mm-hmm. This is a, a great ensemble cast. So 2019 American Comedy Horror, written and directed by Jim Jarmusch, features Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Sevigny, Steve Buscemi, Tilda Swinton, who's awesome in it, mm, Tom Waits, so Danny Glover. Caleb Landry Jones, Rosie Perez, Iggy Pop, Carol Kane, <laughs> Selena Gomez. I mean, it really, really is. Fun. 
it is a fun movie. Yeah. I and like I it. love watching Adam Driver when he's not being an asshole. Me too. Because usually he plays the he plays dicks yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he is so good in this as sort of like the the kind of gumpy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. cop. I love it. Um it's sort of like a it's sort of like a zombie land esque comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I just thought it was fun. Yeah. I do too. I agree. It's a lot of fun. In fact, I, I should probably rewatch it soon. It's been a while actually since I watched it. But. If you want something, especially right now during I just COVID like horror and, comedy lately. If so. you want something light and funny, this is good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we do. Um, and on that note, this is not light and funny. I watched, uh, the remake of wrong turn, which is a 2021 movie. Now I am not a huge fan of the original, uh, series of wrong turns, (laughs) which I think is a really funny way of putting that. I think I've only seen the first, some of those movies are wrong turns, but I do want to do a rewatch of the original wrong turn movies now, because this one is extremely fresh in my mind. But, um, so for those of you who are not familiar, um, Wrong Turn is a 2021 remake uh, horror thriller. Despite warnings to stick to the Appalachian Trail, hikers stray off course and cross into land inhabited by a hidden community of mountain dwellers who use deadly means to protect their way of life. Suddenly, under siege, the friends seem headed to the point of no return unless one man can reach them in time. I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I think I saw the original so long, probably when it first came out. That's the last time I saw it. Do you remember liking it or not liking it or anything about it at all? I liked Eliza Dushku. <laughs> What's not uh, to like about I her? Um, I, I barely remember it. If that says anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm again, I haven't watched, I haven't rewatched the whole first series, so I'm not going to necessarily comment on that, but it is one of those movies where, um, you know, in that vein of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, uh, you know, like those movies <laughs> where, uh, you know, all those movies that I don't yeah. normally um, watch and rewatch, you know, that kind of torture stuff. This doesn't go to that level, but it certainly had the idea to like you do understand that if these people these woodsy people were left to their own devices that they would get much worse than what you see in this movie Mm -hmm. but you see enough it's fine uh i liked it matthew modine is in it actually oh the new one he plays the dad yeah he's he's popped up in i mean like like stranger things yeah i haven't seen you know exactly he's popping up now so i liked uh seeing him i thought the woman that played the main character was very good uh I enjoy sort of a, you know, the first half of this is kind of slasher-esque. Yeah. You know, they all go into the woods and they're they're told not to. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they do. Right. <laughs> so, if you're looking for horror in the woods, which is a trope uh, that a lot of people like. <laughs> it's totally a trope. It's horror a, in the woods. Yeah, horror in the woods. You know, horror set in the woods is a trope that a lot of people like. So, this is those. Like Gretel those and lines. Hansel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um and a lot of and a lot of other movies. Um, the, so the first half is like a is like a, a is like a fun slasher because you got a bunch of people that are going into the woods, and you can imagine it doesn't go well, and that they kind of get picked off one <laughs> by imagine one. It doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it the horror movie. If it went because well, the whole town tells them not to go. Right, but they go. Of course they go. We wouldn't have a movie if they didn't. <laughs> 
Exactly. We ignore. Or imagine if we did have a movie, but nothing happened. Oh, they just sat in the woods. I think there's movies like that, actually. <laughs> yeah, yes, we've seen some. They're supposed to be horror movies, but nothing happens. Sometimes they call them character driven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Pretentious art films. Oh. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So I enjoyed it on that level. Is it a perfect movie? No. Is it like the next whatever, whatever your favorite movie is? But um, but I enjoyed it. And so now I have a feeling I'm going to go back and watch the old wrong turns and be like, ew, this is horrible. (laughs) This is really bad. Gross. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I enjoyed it for what it was worth. It hasn't gotten that bad of reviews. So, I mean, I think think this is one of those situations where I think um, a reboot was probably a good idea. All right. But I'm going to, I'm going to watch some of the older ones and get back to you. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. The other movie I wanted to mention, I think you mentioned yours, right? Are we? Mm-hmm. Okay. The only other movie I, I, I really wanted to mention was that I was able to watch the 2020 horror thriller Antebellum. Mm. Have you heard of this? I have, but I haven't seen it. It's on Hulu, FYI, for peeps. Um, I So a successful author, Veronica Henley, is finishing a book tour before she returns home to her husband and daughter. But a shocking turn of events is about to upend Veronica's existence, plunging her into a horrifying reality that forces her to confront her past, present, and future before it's too late. So this movie, I think when we talked about movies coming out in 2020, when we were pre-COVID mindset, we... At the beginning of last year, we talked all about like there are most anticipated like horror movies we wanted to see. And this was definitely one of mine. Um, we mentioned it. I don't remember which one of us mentioned it, but it was one of the ones that was highly anticipated by critics, etc. Mm-hmm. So it comes out. And what I noticed was it was it was getting kind of panned and like people weren't saying good things about it. OK, so I thought, all right, well, I'm not going to rush then. Uh because that's how it works. You know, if the if the public kind of doesn't rush to it or says a lot of yucky things about it, you kind of go like, okay, there's other things I need to prioritize. Yeah. But I did end up watching it finally. And I here's what I would say about it. I think there's more that they could have done with the concept, for sure. I think some of the cultural agenda that this film has i i wanted more of i wanted it to be amplified or i'd wanted them to stick the ending a little bit more than they did okay um however what i will say is that i was kind of mesmerized by this movie so what i would say too is that if you know nothing about it watch for at least 45 minutes because you get to sort of a major plot point by that point. And if you're not into like, if it, if it doesn't grip you to say like, Oh, I want to see how this unfolds, then fine. But it, the, that, um, I don't want to say twist, but that sort of plot point or that direction that it goes in, um, happens pretty late. <laughs> so, Hang in there. Okay. Um, but what I would say too is that I I understand that 
if you're like looking at it from a purely entertaining kind of scary flick, I think it's there. It's pretty horrifying. But I, and I also know that these kinds of films are often the kinds of films that people want to be sort of very erudite and academic and really long and and pithy and epic and all of that. It's not. But I, I, so it doesn't succeed either way, like to, to critics, in other words, like, oh, it's not this, this like entertaining, scary flick and, oh, it's not completely succeeding with this cultural message Mm -hmm. either. We wanted it to be this, that or the other. So it's like splitting the audience like that. But from where I stand, the performances were excellent and I was kind of breathless through it. Like... Mm. Like there was this part of me, because anytime you deal with the subject of slavery, it's a, it's, it can be a very difficult watch. Right. And it was at points a very difficult watch, but I felt it was important to watch and I was gripped by it. And I really wanted to see what was going to happen to our uh, protagonist. Mm -hmm. And it's a female protagonist too. So I had a vested interest in that. I'm always looking for more female protagonists in horror. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I was, I enjoyed it for not enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed the content. (laughs) Like I probably won't rewatch it. It was a hard, it wasn't an easy watch, but I was gripped and I did watch it in one sitting, which does not always happen for me these days. But sometimes when they're really heavy like that, uh, for some reason you can't move yeah 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 i think you're absolutely right it was one of those ones where yeah sure i paused a couple times to go to the restroom or get more water or what have you but i sat right back down and finished it and i did watch it kind of late at night in the dark with the lights off i got that whole ambiance going Mm. um and again watch about half of it and then if you're not interested in what happens after that, after you'll know what I'm talking about, then fine. But okay. um, yeah, that's my thought. That's my thought. I didn't, in other words, I didn't think it was all that horrible. Like some of the people were saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's the thing about when you look at critics, right? Like, yeah. Or even just, yeah. People, yeah. people saying like, eh, or whatever. Like, okay, well, eh, to yourself, I'm going to watch it. I have my own damn opinion, and I encourage you to do it as well. <laughs> don't you don't have to agree with me? You can say it was slop and let us know. But I liked it, so there. Awesome. Woo wee! Thank you so much for showing up. You talking to me? Show. Yeah, now I'm talking to you. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Mm, sure, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you sharing your uh, vaccine story as well. Yeah, I know we weren't necessarily planning to do that, but that's where the conversation went people should know yeah it's good for people who haven't been through it to know what a variety uh we're talking here um thank you so much for listening happy friday because this uploaded on a friday this is shrink chat my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode of shrink chat If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.